Welcome, loyal listeners, to another episode of Eclectic Full Contact Theater's splendid satirical saunter down memory lane to those thrilling days of yesteryear, Throwing Shade. Remember, if you love the adventures of the Shade and the Vamp, head over to Patreon at www.patreon.com EFCT and become a subscriber for all sorts of exclusive Shade rewards. And now, sit back, relax, and enjoy eclectic full-contact theaters throwing shade. There is a darkness in the minds of men. A darkness in their hearts. A darkness in a room with no lights. But not this week. Because this week, the shade and the vamp get jolly. That's right. We take a break this week from anything resembling a long, interconnected story arc and bring you some lovely holiday marshmallow fluff. Just ignore the fact that it isn't the holidays. I mean, summer's over, so there's obviously nothing happening between that and Christmas, right? So, enjoy this palate cleanser between seasons. We welcome you to the standalone, one-off silliness that is this week's episode, the Extra Jolly Shade and Vamp Christmas Special. And today, we have a very special sponsor. In honor of the holidays and the idea of peace on earth and goodwill towards men, we here at Throwing Shade are happy to partner with an institution that's determined to do everything it can to make the world a better place. The Elizabeth Bathory Home for Unwanted Children. Also brought to you by Eclectic Full Contact Theater, bringing you high-quality 1930s radio-style satire since... Well, it really depends on how long you've been listening, doesn't it? previously on Throwing Shade. A whole bunch of stuff that's way too complicated to go into now, and since it's just a one-off episode, has absolutely no bearing in what's happening in it. I suggest you go back and listen to the other episodes if you want to understand the in-jokes. But for the most part, what you hear is what you get. So relax and enjoy. Now, on to our story. Act 1, Scene 1 it's Christmas morning! The spirit of the season is forced on Wednesday. Twas the night before Christmas. Well, the day. That's how it goes. And not a creature was stirring, except Wednesday and Theo. Those on Skid Row had been handed life's lemons, while our heroes were chewed out by Editor-in-Chief Clemens. Rockwell! Morning! Get in here! You wanted to see us, Mr. Clemens? No, Wednesday! I just love the sound of your name so much, I can't resist yelling them out at random intervals! Of course I want to see you! God rest ye, merry gentlemen! Let nothing you dismay! Rockwell, you feeling alright? He's fine. Theo here just loves Christmas so much that he insists on only speaking in Christmas carol titles and lyrics during the holiday season. When did this start? The first Noel. That's me! I'm honored that they mentioned me and recognized all my hard work and... Oh, 
you meant the one L, no L, didn't you? <laughs> Never mind. Carry on. He starts every year, the day after Thanksgiving. What a Black Friday that must be. Tell me about it. And he starts immediately after midnight. He'll stay up specifically just so he can pound on my apartment door at 12.01 and start in. He calls it a door buster. Now that's one Christmas tradition I hope never catches on. I'm a little surprised you haven't noticed before today. To be completely honest, Morning, I only listen to about a third of what you two say. And this has proven to me that that's the right plan of action. So, um, what did you want to see us about, Mr. Clemens? All the other papers are putting out these trickly, schmaltzy, feel-good stories for Christmas. Even the rag the Inquirer has something uplifting and morally inspiring. And what do we have? A story about the zoning ordinances being changed along the lakefront to allow large-scale sculptures to be displayed. As if anybody would ever want to put a big sculpture along a lake. That is extremely important information for the public to know. Otherwise, they may not have their opinions heard on it, and the city will just do whatever it wants. Normally, I love a good ordinance hearing. Really? No! It puts me to sleep before I get through the headline. These feel-good stories are what people want us read. Hmm. All seem to say, throw cares away, bringing good cheer to young and old, meek and the bold. Exactly! So why don't we have a story like that? To be honest, Mr. Clemens, and, um, <clears throat> with all due respect and the meaning, no offense. Just spit it out, Wednesday! You've never given me the impression that you're particularly, um, <laughs> jolly. I'm a complicated man, Morning. Full of contradictions, mm -hmm. nuance, and unplumbed death wherein swirls a kaleidoscope of emotions, ever shifting, ever changing, like the surface of a swift flowing river. Go tell it on the mountain, chief, over the hills and- But not one single one of those emotions could be described as jolly! Jolly makes my teeth ache, but you know what doesn't make my teeth ache? INCREASED CIRCULATION! Well, I guess better blood flow would alleviate pain. NEWSPAPER CIRCULATION, MORNING! You and I know that people are basically greedy, selfish, and vile. And those are their good qualities. But once a year, we all want to pretend we aren't. So I need you two to get out there and find me a story that will resolve the great unwashed faith in humanity and give us the Christmas boost we need to justify those bonuses. Wait! wait. We get bonuses? Well, he's certainly filled with a Christmas spirit, isn't he? He better watch out. He better not cry. He better not pout. I'm telling you why. Theo, it, focus. Mm, mm. How are we going to find an uplifting story on Christmas Eve? Everybody I know is at the end of their rope by Christmas Eve. On the way here, I saw two women fighting over a toy in Marshall Fields. Can you imagine? Grown women fighting over a toy. Tis the season to be jolly. Yeah, but... How jolly is anybody in the middle of a depression? A lot of people are hurting. Good Wenceslas looked down on the feast of Steve. Wenceslas, more or less.
Queen Slayers. Hark! The Herald Angels sing. That's four drunks in an alley. Wednesday, don we now our gay apparel. What? Oh, I get it. You want to go out as the shade. It came upon a midnight clear. Tonight? O'er the fields we go, laughing all the way. Well? Ha ha ha. Thank you. And if we have a night with no crime, then that would prove that there's still a shred of decency left in humanity. And we would have the greatest story ever told. Joy to the world! Act 1, Scene 2. Charity begins at home. A couple of no-goodniks pilfer some pennies. Citizens were nestled all snug in their beds, while visions of loot danced in two ne'er-do-wells heads. Mick, I ain't sure about this. I mean, it's Christmas Eve. Penny, I am well aware that it is Christmas Eve. That's why we're doing this. So we don't have to freeze our holly berries off another night on the streets. I know, Mick, but knocking over Sandy Claus? That just don't seem right. Seems like that would definitely get us kicked off the nice list if you catch my drift. Penny, stifle yourself, would ya? Look, that money in that bucket is meant for the poor and needy, ain't it? Yeah. And we're both poor and needy, ain't we? Well, sure, Mick, sure, but... So all we're doing here is cutting out the middleman, all right? Making sure the money goes to them that needs it, namely us, instead of lining some charity administrator's pockets. It's all a scam to keep the poor poor and the money flowing to them. Where do you come up with this stuff? I read, Penny. The information's out there. You just gotta look for it. Pamphlets, leaflets, manifesto. Yeah, I remember you showed me one once. Guy spelled like he never got out of school. That's how you know it's genuine, Penny. It ain't all slick and commercial with correct spelling and good grammar. Didn't have much facts backing him up neither. Don't you get it? The lack of evidence is proof of the conspiracy! <laughs> I can't help you if you ain't willing to see the truth. You know what they say? You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make her do her own research. Who says that? Nobody says that. I just said it. You call me nobody? You know what they say. If the shoe fits, you don't need a shoe on. Who says that? Nobody says that. I just said it. You saying I'm nobody? Fight down, will ya? You want us to get caught? Ho, ho, ho! Merry Christmas! Help the needy! Okay, now as soon as he takes his break, you call him over. Got it? <sighs> Got it. Be back in a few minutes, folks. Santa needs his eggnog. Um, excuse me, sir, could you spare a minute? I'm in an awful fix and I could really use some help. Of course. What can I... Penny? What are you doing here? You know me? Of course I know you. I'm... 
Come on, grab the money bucket and let's him scream! Nick, he knew my name! Oh boy, I think he's actually... The unconscious guy with a bucket full of money! Now come on! Now this is what I call a Merry Christmas! We are in so much trouble! Is that a sleigh? Come on! Act 1, Scene 3. Yes, Wednesday, there is a Santa Claus. Our heroes meet a saint. Kinda. Wednesday, with her typewriter and the shade with his mask, had just settled in to their humanitarian task. When in a dark alley, there arose such a clatter. They stopped in quite quickly to see what was the matter. What's the matter? What's the matter? What's the matter, she asks? Other than the fact that somebody conked the boss over the head and rolled him for the charity money, nothing's the matter. Why am I telling you? You don't exactly look like the police. We're not. I'm Wednesday morning, and this is the shade. All is calm. All is bright. That's what you think. Not only did those two schmucks get away with all the money, but they also stole our sleigh. We should get you to a doctor to look at... Wait. Did you say sleigh? Santa Claus is coming too. Why does it feel like someone forgot to complete a chord? Hold on. Town. There it is! Oh, my head! This is worse than when I drink cold milk too fast. (gasps) You all right, Mr. Kringle? Wait a minute. Your name is Kringle? Let me guess. Is your first name Chris? It's Nick, actually. Stosh! Did they get the money? I'm sorry to say, but they did. The Schmendricks. Well, I'm sure they needed it. Though, I could have done without the knock on the head. Still, no harm done. Wait, are you saying you don't want to report the people who did this? They broke the law. It's Christmas Eve. Nobody should spend Christmas Eve behind bars. What if they did this to someone else? I think on today of all days, we can afford a little kindness and forgiveness. Don't you think so, Wednesday? You know me. Of course I do. I Down the chimney, it's good Saint Nick. Some people may want to call me a saint, but I just think of it as being kind to others. Nick. See, Shade? This is what I'm talking about. First, there's this poor man wandering about, deluded that he's Santa Claus. I would like to point out that actually I am. But then we have people who take advantage of this poor guy by mugging him. How anyone can believe in all this feel-good, goodwill toward men, horse feathers, is beyond me. Let every heart prepare him room. Sorry, Shade. I know this isn't the story we were hoping for, but it's the story we got. And it's going to be told. Oh, relax, Wednesday. Everything will be just fine. There's really nothing wrong. Hey, Nicola, Nicky Booby, Nick! What is it, Stosh? You seem upset. Upset? Upset? Of course I'm upset. 
I've been trying to tell you they took the sleigh. I will find them and visit pain upon them, the likes of which they have only imagined in their darkest nightmares. They shall not escape the reckoning. Good tidings we bring to you and your kin. I, I was afraid of this. What just happened? He was like a different person. Yeah, in a way you're right. Look, Nick's a good guy, but even he can't escape who he is. See, his dad's a Kringle, but his mother's maiden name was Krampus. Are you trying to tell me he's actually... Santa Claus! <laughs> of course he is. Who'd you think he was? The full of rush man. But <laughs> Santa doesn't... Wednesday. Even... He's making a list. Checking it twice. Gonna find out who's naughty or nice. Look, I know it seems weird, but uh, let me try to explain it. Nick's great, 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 great... Well, you, you, you get the picture. Grandfather was the original Santa Claus... And that title was passed down from father to son for generations. Everything was going fine until Nick's dad met Lilith Krampus. What's wrong with the Krampuses? Yeah, originally they were in charge of punishing the naughty kids. But they took it way too far. Like universal horror movies too far. That's when Santa started giving naughty kids gold. Not to punish them, uh, but to keep the Krampuses away, because uh, they hate cold. Why? Yeah, how should I know? Uh, I'm an expert on ancient nasty Germanic disciplinarian races. Uh, maybe they're allergic to carbon. <laughs> you you, you want to know? Ask an Encyclopedia Britannica. I'm sorry. I haven't had this job too long, so I, I don't know that much. I do know. Nick's tried really hard to keep a lid on his Krampus tendencies, especially since his dad started doing those Coca-Cola commercials back in the old days. <laughs> but with these two putzes stealing the sleigh... Away in a manger. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. There's got to be a stable around here somewhere. The reindeer will probably head for it. They got that kind of uh, sense, you know? Sixth? Huh? Sixth sense. Uh, I don't know what you're implying, but those deer are in perfect health. They are seen to by the finest doctors of veterinary medicine in the Arctic Circle. It's a mitzvah what he does for those animals. I'm sorry, but I have to ask. Are you a... Uh, well, are you a... Uh... An elf? Well, not by birth. Ah. I converted... I'm primarily Nick's accountant, but I also serve as his personal valet. Valet? You say tomato, I say agvanya. You say what? No, agvanya. Well, that clears that up, then. Up on the rooftop. Quick, quick, quick! The Shade's right. We should go after Nick. Before he does anything, he'll regret. Shade, you go with Stash and see if you can find Slay before Nick does. I'll go get the police, just in case. I should have known this would happen. We're already so behind schedule because Nick loves standing on corners ringing bells. I heard the bells on Christmas Day. Eh, so did Nick. Now, whenever he gets a chance, it's ding, dong, ding, dong. Christmas bells are ringing. Let's get going. 
Shouldn't be too hard to track down a sleigh through Chicago unless they're flying? I don't think those two schlamiels would know the magic words. <laughs> Come on, we're wasting time. Put the bells down, Shade. Oh. Act One, Scene Four. Little Dumber Boy. Chief Cannoli lives down to expectations. Away to the cops, Wednesday flew like a flash. But Cannoli's incompetence just gave her a rash. The look that he gave of confused incomprehension just increased Wednesday morning's intestinal tension. Chief Cannoli! Chief Cannoli, come quick! There's no time to lose! Then what are we doing standing around here? We gotta go! Where are we going? You've got to come help. Santa Claus's sleigh has been stolen. What? This is a terrible. We cannot let this happen. I will get every available officer! I'm sorry, what you say? Santa Claus was mugged, and the thieves took his sleigh. That's what I thought you said. Miss Simone, and I have as good a sense of humor as the next man. But it's a Christmas Eve, and I got no time to chase no wild moose. Goose. Huh? Goose! Goose! If you say so. Not that kind of goose, a wild goose. That seemed pretty wild to me. Carmela never lets me do that. Please get back to the robbery. Right. Now, who you say got a slayed? What? You said somebody got a slayed. So not, who got a slayed? Not slayed. Slay. Santa's sleigh was stolen. Santa's a sleigh? Yeah. Why you not say so in the first place? I did! You know what? Never mind. I just need you to come with me and help get Santa's sleigh back from the two palookas that took it. Miss Morning, there is no way that they took Santa's sleigh. Everybody knows that tonight Santa is flying all over the world, delivering toys. He's not hanging around Chicago to get a mug. Besides, his sleigh is always on the roof. Now, the only people who are up on the roof are... Oh, no. <gasps> the shade and the vamp. I cannot believe this. The shade and the vamp stole Santa's sleigh? This is an outrage! I'm so angry, I'm seeing bread! It's not... Uh, whatever. Ch- Chief, I can assure you, the shade and the vamp are... Definitely guilty. Thank you for letting me know. We cannot have these vigilantes ruining Christmas for the little bambini. Ah. I'm gonna find them, lock them up, and throw away the book. Eh? You don't throw the book away. You throw the key away. You throw the book at them. That don't make no sense. Why would I throw the key away? Then how am I going to get into the cell? Sooner or later, we got to clean in there. And why throw a book at them? Then they got a book they can hit me with when I finally get into the cell. Americans, they don't think of things through. Chief. Hmm? I ain't got no time to talk. I gotta go save a Christmas from the shade and a vamp. Oh, for crying out!
Can you just lock up when you leave? But don't throw the keys away. We needed those. Ah, humbug. We'll return to Throwing Shade, the extra jolly Shade and Vamp Christmas special, in just a moment. But first, a word from our sponsor. Friends, do you despair of the cold, distant, and uncaring attitude too many of our fellow citizens have developed in these trying times? Do you wonder where the sense of common decency for caring for and looking out for your fellow man has disappeared to? Do you ever find yourself seeing poor, lonely, abandoned children on the street and ask yourself, won't someone please think of the children? Then your prayers have been answered. The Elizabeth Bathory Home for Unwanted Children exists to give shelter and succor to the less fortunate tykes who are the true victims in this economic downturn. The Elizabeth Bathory Home for Unwanted Children makes this promise. Any child that enters through its doors will never live the same life ever again. Those sweet faces you see begging on the street the Elizabeth Bathory home guarantees you'll never see them again. Worried about the level of care they may receive here at the home? Well, don't, because our founder, Miss Elizabeth Bathory herself, oversees the care of all the children in her charge, and she makes sure these children are well taken care of and incredibly well fed. Cleanliness is next to everyone here at the Bathory Home, which boasts some of the finest tubs in the whole city. So, if you're looking to help children in need, don't do anything foolish like give them money or offer to adopt them yourself. <laughs> Instead, donate to the Elizabeth Bathory Home for Unwanted Children. It's so much easier to solve a problem by just throwing money at it. And now, a few words from other important personages. Vamp, come quick. What is it, Shade? Is someone in danger? There sure is, Vamp. Businesses and theater companies across the country are falling victim to sagging sales and empty seats. We're facing an economic catastrophe worse than the last economic catastrophe. <gasps> oh no! We have to do something! We should take to the streets, find clues, interrogate suspects. Sell advertising. Right, sell. What? Businesses and theater companies can buy ad space with us, Vamp, on Throwing Shade. They'll reach thousands of discerning, law and order loving. Comedy starved. Comedy starved listeners from coast to coast. I understand they can listen to us on something called a podcast. Yes, that's true. You can hear us wherever these podcasts are broadcast. What does a podcast mean, Shade? I haven't the faintest idea. Maybe throwing peas? <gasps> Maybe that's the world peas I keep hearing everyone striving for. I'm ignoring that. Mm. It sounds like advertising with us could rescue these businesses and theater companies. And save their bottom line. The rates are incredibly affordable. Well, there is a depression. Really? I'm quite happy. Get in touch with Eclectic Full Contact Theater at info at eclectic-theater.com. Say goodnight, Shade. Goodnight, Shade.
And now, back to Throwing Shade, the extra jolly Shade and Vamp Christmas special! Act 2, Scene 1. Sunday go to meeting thieves. Penny and Mick find a sanctuary. Down the snowy streets, what should appear? But a purloined sleigh and eight tiny reindeer, with two frightened drivers who both looked quite sick. You'd know in a moment they were Penny and Mick. With no control, down the roadway they sped. Weaving through traffic, our criminal said, Why are we dashing? Can't answer. It's Chancy. Just missed him. It's Comet. You're stupid. Look yonder. You Mifflin. Around the corner, they sped with a lurch, then finally stopped in front of a church. Uh, where are we? I could barely see we were going so fast. Who knew reindeer could run so fast? It was like we was flying. Sleigh? Reindeer? Lion? Do you think... That we mug Sandy Claus? Oh, yeah. Why didn't you say something? I tried, but you were too busy talking about cutting out the middleman. Where is my sleigh? There's... Come out, come out, wherever you are! Was that... Sandy? He doesn't sound like a right jolly old elf to me. We have to hide, but where? Penny! We're right outside the Elizabeth Bathory home for unwanted children. We're saved. How? How are we saved? The Elizabeth Bathory home for unwanted children is a wonderful organization that takes in orphan kids from the street and gives them a better life. Really? Does it work? <laughs> Does it ever? All the kids they take in are unfortunates when they ain't got no family to look after them. Which means they get in trouble with the law. A lot. But when the Bathory home takes them in, the law never hears from any of them kids again. That sounds wonderful. It's especially sweet considering all the work they do with little girls. Why, it don't matter how young they are. The Elizabeth Bathory home for unwanted children will take them in. This Elizabeth Bathory dame sounds like quite a peach. Oh, she is. And it's even more incredible considering how young she is. Really? Usually it's the old crones that run places like this. Nope. She's been in charge for as long as I've known the place. But it's like she never gets older. Clean living. Must be. That sounds great for the kids, but how does it help us? Well, neither of us got nobody else in our lives, right? So, we're pretty unwanted. Yeah. And you got the mind of a child. I am filled with childlike wonder and innocence. So they can't turn us away! Let's go! My sleigh! My reindeer! And the bag of toys is still here. So, it looks like there's no real harm done. But they were naughty. They must be punished. Still, it's Christmas Eve. Which makes what they did even worse. They must pay. But where are they? They would dare go into this church. Well... They can't have gotten far. Come, my reindeer minions, to the sky!
see if you get any extra oats when you get home. Ready or not, here I come. Act 2, Scene 2. Working for Peanuts. Stosh and the Shade find more than they bargained for. As dry leaves before the wild hurricane fly. When they meet with an obstacle, mount to the sky. So up on the rooftop, their way our heroes made. With Stosh the kosher elf and the perpetually merry shade. Not so fast. Some of us are used to flying in sleighs. Besides, my legs are much shorter than yours. We're walking in a winter wonderland. You call this walking? Sleigh bells ring. Are you listening? I hear them. It must be the sleigh. Let's hope we can find the two schmucks who took it before Nick does. We are so far behind schedule. How do we get down from here? In so here below below, like steeple bells be swungin'. Hey, I know I'm short and stocky, but I am nothing like a bell. And what kind of word is swungin'? Then behind him he heard a loud stamp. He turned round to find the one and only vamp. Oh, Joy, there's two of you. I'm the vamp. Oh, of course you are. I can see it. You got the kind of heady Lamar thing going, eh? Nice outfit. Thanks. It has pockets. Oh, anything in those pockets that can get an elf off the roof of a building without me having to be swung in off the end of a rope. I'm sure I can find out. Wait. Swung in? Swung in. Is that elfish? No, that shade fella said it before he jumped over the side with his rope. Oh, I wouldn't pay attention to anything he says. Way ahead of you, sister. You could go down the fire escape. No need for swung in. Ing. Ah, that's the first smart thing I've heard all night. Uh, well, until the swung in thing. <laughs> so where's the shade? Well, he had sleigh bells and went after them. I don't hear anything. Well, that was convenient. Come on! Oh, Nick sleigh! And the toys are in the back! Shade, you found the sleigh? What a beautiful sight. We're happy tonight. I'll be happy when I see Nick back in this sleigh and we're on our way out of this cockamamie city. <gasps> little tin horns and little toy drums. Rudy Toot Toots and Rummy Tum Tum! Hey, keep out of there, you schmigurgi! You want to ruin the surprise? That's all we need right now. Nick Krampusing after you for peeking. Where is Nick? And the two who took the sleigh? You think he caught them? Nah, no sign of a struggle. Oh, this is just great. I'm telling you right now... No, don't say it! There's absolutely no way... Silent night! ...that this could get any worse. And he said it. Aha! I knew it! Shade out of the vamp! I am arresting you for stealing a Santa's sleigh! Don't bother denying it. I call you to spread-handed. Red. Huh? You caught them red-handed. 
That's Cecily. They're wearing gloves. How do I know what color their hands are? Huh? No, when I tell them to pull them up, they spread their fingers. So I catch them spread handed. It's like nobody speaks English in this city no more. Oh, I knew I should have been a dentist like Mama wanted me to. As Cannoli attempted to take them downtown, into the scene Nick came with a bound. That's a taller man, well over six foot. And his clothes are all covered in ashes and soot. Nick, why are those kids strapped to your back? Naughty kids. Go into the pit that is black. His eyes, how they glared. His visage quite scary. His cheeks red with anger, so he looked like a cherry. His droll little mouth was pulled tight in a frown as he grunted and put the naughty kids down. I'm sorry. We didn't mean to be bad. It's just that I haven't gotten much sleep lately. I've been up the past few nights trying to finish my book report on that Christmas poem. Charlie Brownstone, you are a blockhead! You should have started that earlier! Leave Chuck alone. It's not his fault. We were the ones who asked him for advice about what to leave Santa. You're right. We should have known better than to think he'd have the right information. It's a sad day for the Van Smelt name when I take advice from a blockhead. your name is Lucy Van Smelt? It is, and I hope Santa got my request. Oh, he got it. I'm just not sure why you think you deserve a new football. I'm Charlie Brownstone, sir, and if I may... I'd really appreciate it if she didn't get that football. Ah, and uh, who are you? Patty Pepper. And I agree, Lucy doesn't need a new football. The one she has has never been kicked. I can attest to that. This is an outrage! This is unfair! I have never been so insulted in all my life! You'll hear from my lawyer! Silent, naughty children. What did you do? Like I said, I've been trying to finish this report on the night before Christmas, so when it came time to leave something out for Santa, the only thing I was thinking about was... A bowl full of jelly? I require a sacrifice of cookies and milk for the gifts. Otherwise, it's into the naughty list you go. And woe betide the child whose name appears there. Please, sir, it's not their fault. They asked me and I gave them bad information. That's right. Otherwise, it would have definitely been cookies and milk. See? I have a witness! I was bamboozled! I was hoodwinked! I demand satisfaction! I demand a new football! You were naughty. Into the pit! Hey, Nick, you gotta let them go. It's not bedtime yet, so technically, they can still leave you cookies and milk. But, the pit! <laughs> Got to play by the rules. Very well. You may go, but those cookies had better be there. And children... New oatmeal raisin! Lest ye forfeit your very souls. Wait, people 
eat oatmeal raisin cookies? I always thought they were just used as a horrible practical joke played on those of us who love chocolate chip. So everybody. You all have serious psychological issues. Good grief. All right, identifier yourself. Ah, that's the owner of the sleigh. It's a Santa Claus. Well, yes and no. This is my sleigh, and I must exact revenge on those who stole it. That's who we're trying to find. You don't gotta worry about that no more. I caught these two for you. Cannoli. These two? Vengeance! Peace on earth and mercy mild? Nick grabbed the shade tight in his arms, in a bear hug meant to do him maximum harm. The shade squirmed and he struggled. His voice got quite yelly, for Nick was shaking him like a bowl full of jelly. The vamp couldn't help, nor the cops, nor the elf, till the shade said the one thing that could save himself. We wish you a... Merry Christmas! What? What happened? Oh, I'm so sorry, my good man! Stosh? Did I... Krampus... again? A little bit, I can't lie. I can't apologize enough! I don't know what came over me. Are you all right? I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. He fainted. Oh, dear. I think I squeezed him too hard. Now just the hold of you hoses. Did he just say... Ignore it. It's easier that way. If the shade out of the vamp didn't steal Santa's sleigh, who did? That would be us. Though to be fair, Penny and me didn't know it was Santa's sleigh at the time. Yeah, we thought it was a different sleigh with a sack of toys in the back pulled by a magical reindeer. What? We're real sorry. A wink of Nick's eye and a twist of his head soon gave them to know they had nothing to dread. We'd also like to give back the money that we took from you. Yeah. It was wrong for us to take it. What brought on this change of heart? We talked to that woman running this place, the Elizabeth Bathory Home for Unwanted Children. Yeah, we wanted to stay there, but she said we was too old. And despite my childlike outlook, nowhere near innocent enough. But she showed us the error of our ways. She's one upright dame. It ain't right for us to take money that was going to help other needy people. But she was real non-judgmental, so we ain't gonna knock over no more charities. That's right. From now on, we only steal from rich people. What? That's very touching. But I came all the way out to here, and I want to arrest somebody. Oh, Carlo. I think these two fine citizens have learned their lesson. You know me? Of course I do. I'm Santa Claus! Oh, Santa Claus! Besides, it's Christmas Eve! Oh, that's right! And we don't have no time for you to impound this sleigh as evidence. We should be in Kuala Lumpur by now.
Hey, Mick, where's Koala Lumpur? You are such a bird brain, Penny. Everybody knows Lumpy Koalas is from Australia. Yeah. How about it, Chief? How can I say no to Santa Claus? Okay, everybody is free to go. They spoke not a word, but all started home, with Nicholas in the sleigh of Redwood and Chrome. He was about to take off when he heard his elf stosh. Before we go schlep, could I grab a quick knife? A hot dog vendor lifted his latch up and made stosh one with everything except... No ketchup! Oh, touchy. The shade came too, and ere they flew out of sight, said... Merry Christmas to all, and to all a good night. Act 2, Scene 2. All Lang Type. We wrap up. Like a present. Later that night, at the offices of the Chicago Gazette Times Herald... Rockwell! Morning! This is one of the most heartwarming and touching Christmas stories I've ever read. Really? Mr. Clements? Of course! It got me so choked up I can barely speak. Don't know how I missed that. The shade and the vamp save Christmas. <laughs> Who'd have thought it? Tidings of comfort and joy. You know, Rockwell, I'm in such a good mood I don't even find that annoying. What child is this? Don't push it. So, uh, since you're in such a good mood, Mr. Clemens, uh, does that mean we can have tomorrow off? 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 You want a day off? Why I ordered it? Oh, Christmas tree. Come on. Well, this certainly was an adventure. It's not every day you meet Santa Claus and see two reprobates mend their ways. Maybe there really is something to this goodwill toward men stuff. I agree, Wednesday, and I'm glad we softened that cynical heart of yours. Theo? Well, I thought you... Oh, I talk that way mostly to annoy Clemens. Besides, I'm... Running out of Christmas carols. I have a feeling the best ones are yet to be written. I agree. And I have a great idea for one. A freakishly disfigured reindeer who is mocked by his peers until he becomes useful, thereby gaining their affection. Theo, that sounds... terrible. Huh. Oh, how about a song relating the life of a possessed snowman? I'm not talking to you. Wait! This is perfect. A back and forth between a fella and his girl where they try to come up with excuses for her to stay out past curfew that can be completely misinterpreted. That's it. You're on the naughty list. Uh, before you finish that, Merry Christmas. Theo, you got me a present. Open it. A 1934 Royal Model O, with glass keys. And it only weighs about 40 pounds, so it's far lighter than that underwood you're hauling around. Here, try it on. It's beautiful! And so smooth. Thank you, but I didn't get you anything. You just did. Merry Christmas, Wednesday. Merry Christmas, Theo.
and from all of us here at Throwing Shade, Merry Christmas in October. Just go with it. Throwing Shade is brought to you by Chicago's premier storefront theater company, Eclectic Full Contact Theater, presenting their first show of their massive eighth season, Richard III, running October 1st through November 2nd in Studio 3 at the Athenaeum Theater, 2936 North Southport Avenue. Will Richard stop at nothing to reach the pinnacle of power? Will he act unethically, unlawfully, deceive, seduce, even commit murder? Come on, you think George R.R. Martin invented this stuff? Meet the unlikely man who schemed so cleverly and bloodily, we're still talking about him today. Info now at www.eclectic-theater.com. Loyal listeners get a special deal on tickets. Use the code word WEDNESDAY for up to 50% off. EFCT is unique. EFCT is irreverent. EFCT is theater. Here's a sneak listen to next week's season two premiere. Snow? Really? This has been Throwing Shade, brought to you by Eclectic Full Contact Theater. Sponsored by the Elizabeth Bathory Home for Unwanted Children. Written by Sarah Siegel and Andrew Pond. Directed by Katherine Siegel. Starring the voice talents of Jocelyn Adamski, Stephen McClure, Daniel Houle, Noelle Kleiss, Andrew Pond, Jessica Lauren Fisher, Brian Rabinowitz, and Rochelle Prue. Our Foley artist is Lori Iyer. Our engineer is us. And I'm your narrator, Noelle Kleiss. Special thanks to Tina Salamone! Tune in next week. Same Shade Time, Same Shade Station. Hello, everyone. I'm Andrew Pond. And I'm Sarah Siegel. You may remember us from such podcasts as the one you were just listening to. We'd like to thank you for joining us and hope you've enjoyed the adventures of Theodore Rockwell and Wednesday Morning. And The Shade and the Vamp. If so, please head over to Eclectic Full Contact Theater's Throwing Shade Patreon page at www.patreon.com EFCT and become a patron. You can support Throwing Shade for as little as a dollar a month. That may be the literal definition of a pittance. Become a patron today and join such luminarious folks as Michael Canari, and Mike Drugan. Uh, luminarious? What? It's a word. Anyway, becoming a patron gets you access to behind-the-scenes videos, episode outtakes, merchandise, and much, much more, including the opportunity to ask us anything. I myself am an open book. More like a picture book. Be glad it's not a pop-up. So, head over to patreon.com slash EFCT to support Eclectic Full Contact Theater's Throwing Shade. And head over to eclectic-theater.com to find out what else Eclectic Full Contact Theater is up to. Say goodnight, Andrew. Goodnight, Andrew. Oi.